Welcome to the Weekly Standard. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us in the Weekly Standard is Bill Crystal. And Bill, I read on your blog today that uh, the news is that confidence in the economy is down to a seven-month low. I have to ask this question. How many more pivots to the economy can this economy stand from Barack Obama before we all just give up? Well, what the economy can't stand, Michael, is Obamacare. Mm-hmm. And that's why the pivots to the economy are childish. It's as if, and this is generally true, I'm struck by this, about the Obama administration and really the media, a lot of it. You know, you say you're, quote, pivoting to the economy. It doesn't mean there's no actual policy change. And then the Obama administration seems to believe, I guess, I don't think they're just, you know, being deceptive, though they could do that too. Uh, you know, they seem to believe that saying we're pivoting to the economy is going to get the economy going. The media sort of treats it as if it's a real initiative as opposed just to just a presidential speech. And, of course, the fact of the matter is about the recent developments the last couple of months with Obamacare, which have increased the uncertainty of it, increase the sense that God knows what will happen next year with employers, with individual insurance, has got to have paralyzed hiring even more than it was already being being hurt. So, uh, you know, I'm afraid we're not going to have very good economic growth until we have uh, get rid of Obamacare, change the EPA uh, regulatory regime, and do a few actual substantive things, not just give a few speeches. So, so you're saying that he can't transform America with the power of his speeches? But, you know, that's the interesting part about these poll numbers this week. I thought the most significant poll number was that a majority of Americans now say they don't admire President Obama. And that is just a shocking shift. Uh, forget policy, forget partisanship, just of, of who Barack Obama was. The kind of even people who didn't agree with his policies or didn't think he was maybe ready for, to be president loved the idea of Barack Obama. And now uh, a majority of Americans say, no, I, I don't admire him. And I really think the, if you like your, you know, insurance, you can keep it, has been, the effect of that has been pretty profound. And I think you and I were were the first people to discuss that, perhaps, right? I remember we discussed that uh, just the day that story kind of broke. I think I raised the, 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 told the the story of my friend here in D.C. who got the notice, that gotten the notice, I think, the morning we did the podcast, and uh, telling him his insurance was canceled and really beginning to think through why we almost did it sort of on the, on the you know on the podcast together that the gee this could be kind of a big deal if a lot of people are getting these notices i think the degree to which he knowingly uh, misrepresented the facts if we can put it that way and um, what, what's the new york times euphemism for when uh, a incorrect lies, promise uh, incorrect promise yeah he, he made a sort of incorrect promise there misspoke a little bit <laughs> um, but you know the degree to which it was purposeful the degree to which he hasn't sort of just apologized for that and did that phony semi apology it really did be and it's and this is not a trivial matter it is not something right. about how you know gee i try to be nice to people you say something nice <laughs> to them it turns out you're exaggerating you know how much you like something this is on a fundamental piece of his right. most fundamental piece of legislation that's done real damage i think to his credibility and people have taken a step back and said well gee what what was this all about here the obama uh transformation the obama uh presidency really and then i think in foreign policy too i think it does go together with Iran. I mean, this notion that uh, he really cares about stopping the Iranian nuclear program, they're not going to be able to enrich uranium. Well, actually, they could enrich some uranium, though we're going to still say they don't have a right to enrichment. It's just, <laughs> at some point, that's, you know, the, you never know what straw is going to break the camel's back on my I've learned in politics over the years. It's very hard to predict these things. But I do think once the, uh, to mix metaphors here, once the, the sort of river jumps the banks, or once, right. once the you know, once you get sort of the tipping point, it's hard to put it back together again. And I think that's what the, uh, the president's finding out. And it really is, I was just amazed always by the mainstream media credulously reporting. The president's giving a speech on the West Coast, which he hopes will turn the tide on this. Really, I mean, a speech, people really are not so 
silly. I mean, they want reality. I was in Japan last week, as you know, and and uh, you know, people there were sort of well, he, they talked about this pivot to Asia, but where, but that requires an actual. <laughs> actual things happening, you know, <laughs> Marines showing up or, you know, defense treaties being strengthened right. or, you know, actual actions with respect to different nations. You can't just give a speech and then assume that that's going to uh, be reflected in reality. And indeed, what happens when it's not reflected in reality is there's sort of a backlash and a, and a sort of eureka moment where people say, you know what, it really is just talk. Uh, there are actions, though, Bill. I think you've underestimated the president. For example, I have no doubt that President Obama's uh, leadership has inspired China to move forward on its claims on some islands in dispute with Japan and announced to America, you can't fly through our airspace without reporting to us. And it's, uh, to me, a so far relatively safe example. In other words, the stakes aren't that high to point at there is no consequence-free universe when you have a president who's desperate to cut deals and avoid conflict and not lead our enemies are going to notice it and take advantage of it you know it's amazing so i was in japan we left i left thursday morning and uh this hadn't happened you know every japanese senior uh, government official and, and think tank type we met with said look it's worrisome people are losing confidence in you guys over there but we all kind of agreed the u.s japan defense treaties gone on so long the u.s relationship in Asia is really pretty strong with an awful lot of countries there, that probably we were going to avert some of the problems, many of the problems we're seeing in the Middle East and elsewhere. But actually, it does turn out that these it is one world. You know, people in China read, uh, go online right. and read about what's happening uh, in the Middle East. And I don't think it's an accident that it was on was a Saturday, I think, that the Chinese decided, you know what, we can do something that if you had said this a year or two ago, people would have said, are you kidding me? Right. China can't do that. They don't think they can get away with that. Assert control of the airspace over Japanese islands, over a country which we have as defense arrangements. I mean, they're not going to – what's the point of it? It's just sticking a finger in our eyes. It's not like they're grabbing anything, you know, you know valuable. It's sure. like Saddam invaded Kuwait. He was actually grabbing valuable oil fields. This is purely – sticking a finger in our eye, which just isn't unimportant. I mean, it's still very, very important psychologically. And they really think they can get away with it because they think we are in retreat. And that is really dangerous. So uh, the president can't give a speech to get out of the current conundrum he is. he's in. Uh, his deal with Iran is not inspiring a lot of friends here at home. If you were advising the president, what, knowing that he's not going to walk away from Obamacare or whatever, I mean, is there a direction that he could take? Is there, Because... Many of these issues are matters like the Iranian deal where a typical American just looks at his president and has to say, I trust my president. And as we've seen, according to the polls, a majority of Americans don't find President Obama trustworthy now. So what does he do? Well, look, I think, if, you know, there's a my father once said if uh, that a neoconservative is a liberal who's 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 been mugged by reality. Mm-hmm. And then a young friend of his, Mike Scully, we were discussing, uh, he is, my dad were discussing liberals who sort of acknowledged that things had changed and weren't going well but sort of wouldn't do anything about it. And Mike said uh, that a, a, that kind of liberal is a liberal who's been mugged by reality, but refuses to press charges. Mm-hmm. And I've always loved that kind of phrase, because I think there's a lot of that in, in life, and there's really a lot of that in politics. Obama has to acknowledge in some area, you know, we made a good faith effort. I thought this would work. It hasn't worked. I'm changing my mind. I'm changing my policy. I think people would respect that. Uh, they don't, he doesn't, I don't think he's pleased that, so he's not going to do that. 
even Jimmy Carter in January 1980 after the Soviet invasion of Afghanistan and with the Iranian hostage going on, increased the problem going on, increased the defense budgets, took a different attitude towards the Soviet Union. It didn't save him from the judgment of the voters. Ultimately, in the, in the fall of 1980, and, he was, and they defeated, Reagan defeated him, of course. But at least you got to say that he, he sort of showed that he realized that certain of his judgments about the world had been wrong. What's actually scariest, and I say this really not in a partisan way, but honestly, just as an American, what's most worrisome is that I don't think President Obama uh, he has been mugged by reality in terms of Obamacare, in terms of the economic performance we were talking about earlier, and in terms of Iran, China, and a lot of other things around the world, and one has no impression that he's even understands that things have gone wrong, and they're now in a real cocoon, just wishing that things weren't the way they are. Which and that that is also very dangerous. The most uh, uh, concerning sentence I've seen in the last 24 hours is a report that President Obama said yesterday in California: "I'm not particularly ideological." Which to me is like Santa Claus saying, weight problem, what weight problem? How can right. he, I mean, there's not, that's nothing necessarily wrong with being ideological, but how does a Barack Obama deny that that's who he is? Well, I think he thinks he's just, you know, reflecting the views of experts that everyone smart he's ever known because he's lived in such a cocoon. You're much better off, I agree with you, acknowledging that you're ideological and then saying, you know what, sometimes my ideology may have misled me a little because sometimes reality isn't quite what my ideology told me. And then, okay, fine, your ideology is right 80% of the time, not 100% of the time. That's reasonable. Uh, you know, but, but in a way, precisely because he doesn't understand where he's coming from in terms of his view of the world, he can continues to believe that, you know, gee, the experts were right about Obamacare, just like some weird stuff must have happened there. <laughs> and we got kind of betrayed, and, but the experts still know what they're doing and trying to, you know, manage a fifth of the U.S. economy from Washington. The experts still know what they're doing when they tell me that this diplomacy with Iran will work. And um, it, it, he is, that is worries. He is more in a cocoon. I mean, they all get a little bit in a cocoon, Reagan in the second term, Bush in the second term. But, I mean, Obama really, what has the impression he just never... In, in years and years and years has read something or been told something where he said, gee, I wonder if I was wrong about X or Y or Z. Bill Crystal, thanks so much for your time. This has been the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham. That was okay, I think. That was good. No, it was, it was, it was very yeah. good.